Chicago Sam coming with the win. Super Puppy, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Better than the rest, Super Puppy Podcast. Bust your shots in your ass, Super Puppy Podcast. Don't sleep. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of the Super Puppy Podcast. I'm your host. This is Tony, aka Chicago Slim. And my trusty right hand, Sean, is in the building along with my guest today. I've known, oh my gosh, longer than the sun has been shining. Mm, yes, yes, yes. The incomparable Tommy Taylor Jr. Give him a hand. You will clap. I wish y'all could see. Well, you will see that he has his scarf wrapped around his neck. I'm trying to look elegant. Yes, you have to be elegant on this show. So, real artist. Before we start, there's one thing that I like my guests to do. Your back will get tired. <laughs> no, straight. Um, is say the name of the podcast three times fast. Okay? So, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast. Go. The name of the podcast three times fast. Go. Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast. Good. Good for you. Now you're welcome, welcome to the show. It's I'm a thespian. You are clearly the puppy. The puppy and the podcast. <laughs> I to just make sure that the jaw is loose. This is getting me hot. <laughs> <laughs> Stop playing. So, Tommy has disrobed his scarf. We have a way of making people come about their clothes on the podcast, okay? Um, so, in, in case people don't know who you are, I've created a little <clears throat> list yes. of some of your accomplishments. Ooh, I like lists. You were on HBO's The Wire. Correct. You played... What was his name? Stringer Bell, right? No, that wasn't me. <laughs> oh, we know. That was interesting. Actually, my first uh, day on set, I did have a scene with him now. You did? Yeah. Did you get shot? Huh? Did you get shot? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was in it for two more, two more seasons. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. But no, he was really cool. I didn't even realize he spoke. He was British until like two years later. <laughs> Really? Yeah, he was like, 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 he was I guess cast and um, crew is like it's a real fun set to be on. Oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like kind of like it's real laid back and uh, joking on time and uh, you know they have. I mean, obviously it was scripted or whatever, but you know they kind of come up with a lot of stuff on on spot. It's kind of like you know improv a couple scenes and stuff. But it's a it's a real uh, real fun set. Like all the actors and stuff are really really cool. Oh, that's what's up. Somebody's screaming in the hallway, but we never worry about that. Um, okay. You were also on the match, the match game, right? Yes. On NBC. ABC. ABC on ABC. My bad. And they, there we talk, we found out that you love bacon. Yes, it's one of my great passions, love and life. <laughs> it's bacon. Yes. Like any kind of bacon. 
first one since I'm bacon. Like it's never done me wrong. I like you women. <laughs> but bacon, yeah. Now I'm a big bacon um, fan, fanatic. I'm a. Uh, I don't know. I need a better word than that. Connoisseur. Um, Connoisseur, but I'm a. Kind of like a, a spokesperson for bacon in a way, because like people well, don't know. Me. It to me. Yeah, people don't know bacon is basically a superfood. Yes, people say it's a healthy, but it actually has the highest protein to fat ratio out of all meats, including fish, and it has some of the highest levels of niacin, which has many health benefits. So essentially, this is God's superfood to us. <laughs> Pork bacon, we talking about not turkey bacon. Tur turkey bacon is actually worse than regular bacon because it's processed. Like turkey don't have bacon. Right? Wait, so bacon just comes already baked bacon? No, no, it's, it's pork belly. But, like, when you have turkey bacon, uh, it's just processed, like, stuff. So you're, all you're doing is eating preservatives and all that kind of stuff, so... Well, preservatives are good sometimes. No. <laughs> no, they're not? No? Oh, okay. I don't eat the swine, though. You should, because it's, again, it's a superfood. A lot of people try to... I mean, it's... It has a lot of health benefits. Do you feel healthier when you eat it? I do actually when I'm having a bake consistently in my diet. Actually, I lose weight. Seriously? I do. Okay, everybody. I want y'all to try it. All y'all chubby, chubby Charlies out there. <laughs> <laughs> the bacon, you can keep the bacon for the time. Stamp of approval, okay? They're going to be walking around with heart attacks. Yeah, you can throw in some vegetables every now and it should be a staple of everyone's diet. There it is. We can wrap the bacon. Better too. Like wrap the bacon around some broccoli yeah. or a carrot or more other bacon. You can wrap bacon. Around bacon. <laughs> so do you eat like bacon covered donuts and all that stuff? Mmm, bacon covered. What the hell is that? You know, like, <laughs> they have like maple donuts with like bacon sprinkles. I think yeah, I've had that before. Um, actually, I go to the bacon festivals also sometimes. Oh really? In DC. Yeah, they have they have one in DC. They usually in this area, like they usually in Baltimore. Um, then they have around the country a couple of different places. But uh, yeah, they have it's pretty amazing. They have like um, Geno Styles bacon. Oh wow! I had like this deep fried bacon with this like maple glaze thing. Phenomenal. <laughs> You're an actually change. Yeah, I have uh, my friend actually put me on something because they knew I love bacon. They uh, there's some bacon site, but they had um, I got like apple pie bacon. What does that um, mean? They flavor. I don't know, it's like they have the different flavors they infuse into the bacon. Oh, okay. Or whatever. Yeah, like you know, apple wood, hickory smoke. Yeah. All the basics. Apple pie. But apple pie. Was it, it good? It was, it was actually pretty good. You they ate it like chipotle soap. bacon, like oh, they they kind of this is a bacon game up. Impressive, yeah, I'm impressed. I didn't know bacon could go down the line like that. Sean, are you in bacon like this? Mm, yeah, no. That's a, that's <laughs> a lot. I have had a chocolate covered like donut with bacon. Oh, uh, okay. That's yeah, bacon, bacon's all the rage. I'm sorry, I can't. I'll be with the turkeys in the process. I get it from Whole Foods, though. Is that okay? You can get bacon from Whole Foods. Yeah, I'll be like, I get my turkey bacon from Whole Foods. So you're going to pay eight times the price? <laughs> I mean, well, I guess now with Amazon, they're cheaper now, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like $5.99 or something. But it's delicious. It doesn't no have sugar in it. No sugar. But preservatives. No preservatives. Just turkey meat squished together in a flat formation with some seasoning. See, that's the whole thing. I don't understand. That's like, why would you, are you, are you a vegetarian? Well, I don't eat pork or beef, but I eat chicken. But you eat other meats to try to imitate pork and beef. 
Yeah, but this is like. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, like if you're going, if you're not gonna do something, just don't do it. But it's different meat. Chicken is not beef. But why would you want to make it taste like pork? I want it to taste like bacon. But if you don't like pork, then why? Would that taste like <laughs> I do like. I could go into some other time. Like I just don't understand that, that mindset. Like, I, like, but like vegans, like they're strict. Like hate. Or like they hate crudy but they want to eat something that tastes like a damn. Right. Because like, like, where, where's your whole stance? Right. He didn't die though. We just made it look like, like imitation. Like tofurkey and all that crap. This tastes like imitation death. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Tommy Taylor show, which has been going on for a really long time now. Yeah. How many years? Um, I think like. 2010 is when we were, well, we did some stuff before then, but that's not when we really kicked off. And then kind of been like on and off since then now. But that's a long, that's a long time to be doing something. So where, what was that? Was that like you woke up in the middle of the night and it was like your brainchild? Um, something like that. So I was, uh, when I, I, I think I was doing like grad school and um, I did this part time at Best Buy and like this dude was like, hey, you're a comedian, like, let's do this, like, some kind of show. But so we created, like, it was like this video, um, like, TV show uh, thing that we did. <clears throat> it was like a television magazine thing. So we had, it was me, like, this poet, and then uh, him, and we would go, like, interview different people. Like, I had, like, a comedy uh, portion of the show, which would be, like, skits and stuff. I would create to, like, go, like, to the H Street Festival and, like, be doing crazy stuff around uh -huh. there. <laughs> and um, so was that, that part was called the Tommy Taylor Show. And then they had different parts of the other thing. And, uh, but, like, he didn't know anything about, um, computers, so I'll be over there, like, helping him edit everything. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I was just learning, too, whatever, but, you know, I'm good with computers, and then, uh, I remember somebody was telling me, like, hey, I think right around the same time that I was doing that, like, hey, why don't you just create your own show, whatever. And I was like, yeah, like, I, you know, I'm great at computers, I was a computer engineer. Right. And, um, you know, I have a camera, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing stuff for, for them, I should right. do it for well. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I really, like, kicked off. Fully with it, whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, do you like love doing skits? I think skits are like underrated. They're so hilarious. Like if they're done right, they're just like much needed. But you got to get people to watch dumb skits, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely um, a process because, like you know, the de <clears throat> the humor in, and that's what like I've grown up and learned. Like there's you know some different like forms of humor and like it's a different medium. Like if you're painting, for instance, like you could paint on a canvas or whatever, or like do street art. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna do street art with like a paintbrush. You gotta switch like the cans. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's right. a different like style that you have to learn. Uh -huh. It's like with you know video, to be funny like on a video or whatever, a lot of stuff comes through editing and knowing how to like make it funny to someone else. You know, afterwards, whatever. Yeah. Versus like you know you could tell a joke, or like you know you know or. Um, yeah, kind of like, I mean, everything is, is kind of different. That's why, like, even, like, with big comedians, like, you know, some comedians don't, are, like, great at stand-up, but then their movies aren't that great. Yeah. They're like, how's that, how does that go? Right. right. <laughs> like, they have no camera energy. Yeah, and then, like, it sucks or whatever, but it's really, like, different art forms within comedy. So, like, that's kind of one thing I've learned and, you know, kind of, you know, developed. So, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, not... He's like, you just can't get a camera. Oh, we're fine. Let's go. Right, right. Let's it costumes. takes like, yeah, it does take, uh, you know, a certain um, understanding of the craft and then understand like video and all that kind of stuff. But flair. It's definitely real. real. It's always fun. Yeah, yeah. I, we used to do when I was in college. We did like a little um, stand up like 
teledrama, telenovela. <laughs> so we would kind of like go to different spots and we would act out this like ongoing soap opera. Uh -huh. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Those planning meetings. Shout out to Images of Identities. That was the name of it. <laughs> Images of Identities. Yeah. On University of Michigan's campus. Okay, so Almost Ladies Night, that's a new show you started, been doing throughout the city. Yeah, it's uh, the hottest stuff. It's almost the sexiest show in town. Okay. It's a comedy show. Um, we, uh, it's, it's a real cool show that kind of encompasses like a lot of stuff I, I love, which is like um, uh, video, uh, stand-up comedy. Um, we don't really have do too much video in this one, but uh, we do like uh, kind of improv stuff. Like I love like making up songs and things of that nature and mm -hmm. uh, doing different things. Uh, make more interact entertaining. So like it's definitely dedicated to the ladies. You want know, to do something special for them, whatever. Have like cool show. So like, kind of that's kind of the thing. But make it come. Like all the shows been like ninety percent women. Oh uh -huh. well, I mean, like, yeah. what's it about? But I don't, like the guys can come too. There's like it's like there's bunches of like beautiful right. women come to the show and like no dudes. Like five or six dudes there. And you're like, hey, <laughs> I'll take a number. <laughs> yeah, it's good for me, but I'm saying, good fellas, you know, come on out, come on out, and I support the show. Yeah, but, um, get you some. Yeah, we do some stand up. We do like some kind of like we make up songs on the spot. We have different little segments in between. Mm -hmm. We do our almost giveaway. Uh, then we start the thing called uh, Tinder Live, which is a pretty cool segment. It's uh, been pretty popular. In what is shows. it? Oh, you gotta come out and see. You gotta come out gotta and come see. Out it sounds hilarious. Tinder you know, live. What's gonna happen? <laughs> Swipe left, nigga. It's the most lit show in the city. That's awesome. Um, okay, so we're gonna transition into some comedy talk now. Mm -hmm. You are an actor, producer, director. Anything else? International ladies, man. Yes. <laughs> Put my scarf back on. Not just in DC, okay, y'all. This is worldwide. Um, how long have you been doing comedy, and like, when did you get your start? Um, well, I guess I always thought of myself as like a comedian, so to speak. Like, I always like comedic acting. Yeah. I always like thought I'd be acting when I was like younger. I would walk around the house and like I would do like funny stuff and I could hear like a studio audience laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I think now they prescribe pills for that. <laughs> but, uh, so like I always like envision myself doing that stuff or whatever. And, um, uh, I never, actually, I really don't like talking a whole lot, so I never thought I'd be doing stand-up comedy. Actually. Okay. Um, so that's that's interesting, but uh, yeah, like, I always love like acting and like you know comedic acting stuff, and um, then like when I finished, well, I went to uh, Carnegie Mellon University, which has a, a great theater program. But I majored in uh, computer engineering, but I, that was one of my minors. Oh, okay. And um, after I got, I got more serious into it, and then started my the Tommy Taylor show. And uh, started doing stand-up too as like a way to kind of uh, further, you know, develop my craft. But then I kind of fell in love with stand-up comedy also, and like the, uh, you know, the art of that because it was it was definitely didn't come as easy to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, everybody thinks they're like hilarious, or whatever. But then when you're trying to like the craft, like for me, naturally showing a joke is much easier. Yeah. Like if I can like make a video or whatever, or like be on a sitcom, like that's like I, you know, I could definitely rock with anybody off the break with that. But mm -hmm. like stand-up was like is took a little more. You know, it was funny, but then it's like really took more time to develop, and then really getting comfortable like every time on stage and yeah. stuff like that and being able to verbalize 
a joke or whatever. Um, With the then, timing, yeah. Yeah, and I see, sometimes I see the joke, but it's like, how do I tell it? Mm -hmm. And then, like, to really be able to tell it and, like, you know, um, have all those, like, you know, the hits and, you know, little, uh, the waves in the joke or whatever. Um, but it's been fun, so, but, uh, yeah, I really love, like it. Yeah, comedy. So, which, if you could pick one, comedy, acting, or directing, which would you, like, if you could only have one? Uh, see, I don't know. Like, I, I love, um, I think I love the creative process. Yeah. So, like, you know, being able to create, um, yeah, I love, I mean, I don't know. That's a hard thing. Tuffy? Is it Tuffy? Because I would, no, love. Yes, the tough questions on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love, like, the direct feedback from, like, stand-up. You always get that high, you know, to get the crowd. Ah. Uh, but then, like, you know, directing something or, like, creating a video and, uh, you know, uh, people, you know, laughing at or, you know, seeing the interaction and being able to kind of show like a whole, you know, kind of scene. You develop this world in, you know, in the video. Mm -hmm. um, and be able to have actors and stuff being executed as well. And uh, I don't know, all of it is really cool. Like, I, yeah, I enjoy all of it, I guess. Yeah, so you can't choose. Can't choose. Okay, no, no problem. That's, that's, we'll, we'll let that slide on the podcast today. Okay, here's a good question. This is a deep question that I ask most comedian guests. Because it was asked to me once okay. at your show, actually. The show we did in D.C. at the... Oh, the Almost Late Night. Almost Late Night, yes, guys. So, yes, we had time to go way back, okay? I did shows. He came up in Tickle Me Tuesdays, which is one of the long-standing best nights. In D.C. comedy. In D.C. comedy history, we'll it's say. The landscape of D.C. comedy. Yes, it was the landscape of D.C. comedy, okay? Um, somebody asked me, do all laughs matter? <laughs> and I took it to mean like, you know, you're out here, you're hustling these jokes. Not all of them hit, but you may get some light laughs on one night. And then you get those raucous stadium rackers mm. another night. So are you satisfied just because you got to go out and do? Or do you work to achieve that perfect laugh each time? I think that's, that's the, the beauty of stand-up. It's like, um, that's one thing I had to learn early on is like when you're doing a joke, uh, like you like you said, you may get a, a laugh. You know, I was like, ha ha ha, one, one time, like people falling out in that mm -hmm. one time. But the, the real art form of comedy is like to be able to make it consistent each time. Yeah. And so, uh, but that comes with like, you know, practice like going to open mics and just like doing your joke over and over and like really understand you understand your joke and the time and each word like making each word count because right. each word matter. Right. You know, like that's a big thing. And then like your act out your energy you're bringing to it. So technically, like you should. I mean, every laugh I guess does matter, but it should be consistent. And that's the beauty. Of, like the the goal is to make your jokes consistent. Yeah. And that just comes from repetition. Mm-hmm. And like working them out and um, so when you go, you know. Like, you're gonna hit them with this part, they're gonna laugh this much, they're gonna laugh that much. Like, you're conducting yeah, right. you're conducting the laughs. You went in the and then, like, but, you, but you know that. And like, that's the, and like, and that's just practicing, like, you know, being a, um, you know, really working at the craft. Whereas a lot of people, and that's why I was doing it first, too. Like, you wanna try new stuff all the time and do this and that. Like, hey, I'm doing new stuff. But then, that, you're really not, you know, cultivating anything. Yeah. You know, and like, sometimes, some jokes just may work by themselves or whatever, but, to really like and be able to go anywhere, any type of crowd, you know, white, black, the church crowd, like in the bar, um, in a like a stadium full of people. Like, can you? Are you? Can you? For one, do you have confidence in your jokes, and do you know 
Because they're going to hit each time. Yeah. And then that, you know, when you do and you know the levels you're joking, then when you know the levels, you're like, well, I want this part to be funnier. So you'll crack that joke to probably be funny. So you, the more laughter here, mm -hmm. and then it builds up, you know, drop down, you bring it down on purpose, bring it back up. You know, so that's kind of all in the, this you is know, great. platform that don't these jokes. This is good for new comics too, because it's hard to, because some like, I'm one of those, like, new jokes every time. Just because, I, <laughs> I just don't have the patience to just do the same shit over and over again. <laughs> that's just how my mind works, right? But it's good to hear that that's a part of the process. So even if it's uncomfortable for new comics, or if it's uncomfortable, that's a part of getting to know your voice as a comedian, getting to know your stage, getting to be able to read those laughs and determine if they matter or not. Mm -hmm. But you say they do, but they're a part of the greater good. Yeah. I mean, it depends on what, again, like what type of comedian too you want to be. It's like, all right, you know, do you want to, if you perform all the time, you want to like, be sure of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. As well, like if you're, I mean, with, and that's the kind of the, the weird thing is like people think that comedy or comedians, like, they're supposed to, like, uh, you know, anything about something like maybe a great show might be like 50 people, 100 mm -hmm. people, or yeah. whatever. But the grand scheme of things is, you know, everybody hasn't seen that, heard that joke, or whatever. So, um, like any other art form, like a musician, they practice, they rehearse the same songs over and over again, right? To get the right notes, mm -hmm. you know, a painter, um, dancers. Uh, so why, you know, as a painter, well, it is an art form, so yeah. why would you just like, you know, I'm gonna do these little lines here. Right. You know, hopefully I'm gonna be able to make some more lines, or, you know. Next oh, time. racist, fuck this, fuck this canvas, I'm starting over. Four lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. I just got a bunch of lines, canvas, lines all over some canvas over here. Okay, so um, TommyTaylorJr.com, we're gonna promote that. Mm. This is where we can see what you, we got videos, yeah. merch, all that. We got the Tommy Girls. The Tommy time. Girls? What are the Tommy um, Girls? You gotta go see. Are they naked? Go. Are they not? <laughs> go see. They're all, they're all beautiful women. They're intelligent, <laughs> so you can go, go check them out. Um, I got sketch videos. Um, we got the short film on there. I think I might have the short film on there right now. Uh, different commercials and stuff, I man. You can see upcoming shows. Yes. Um, you can see my Tinder profile. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tinder Live. What we call I got um, blackpeoplemeet.com, JDate. Everything is on there. You can just. Get the number? Come on, get on TommyTaylorJr.com. JDate. <laughs> Ain't nobody in here, Jay. Hey, run Hollywood. I'm trying to get me one. Ain't nobody in here, Jay. No, I'm joking. Um, so, okay. This is something that's been on the lips of comedians all over mm -hmm. because they're thinking about the new wave of comedy and how it's looking nowadays. Because traditionally, comics would be in a club, they would be standing up, they would be on TV. But now you have introduced, you know, social media and we have, what are they called? Social media comedians? Is that the term? Yeah, it's internet. Internet comedians? Twitter, yeah, whatever. Yeah, so apparently there's like beef with traditional comics versus like the success of some of these social media comedians mm -hmm. um, because and social media comedians I don't even know if that's the right term so correct me if I'm wrong but it's those guys that are on Instagram I think it starts with maybe Vines Vine kind of opened the door to this kind of like six seconds jokes 
and then Vine turned to Instagram videos because now they're longer, and then Instagram turned to YouTube, mm -hmm. and now these people like Lala's hands and all of them got like millions of followers and they're like BT awards and they on the red carpet and they're just getting all of this promotion simply from followers. Do you feel like this is a valid form of comedy entertainment? Obviously, people watching. Right. <laughs> so, like, I mean, the Tom Keller show, that was kind of... Actually, we were kind of like a frontrunner that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. then um, my main thing was really getting on TV. So we've been the TV show, and we put stuff like clips of it online. And, um, well, and we did pretty well. And I, if I'd probably be more consistent with it. But um, I was kind of like someone that gets the internet. Because I wanted to, like, be... There's a different quality that you see on the internet. Yeah. You know, but that, it works for the internet. Like, it's less production value. Sometimes a little, you know, it doesn't flow as well. But I wanted people to think, oh, who's producing that stuff? Which they did, and I was able to, from there, we started a production company producing commercials. Oh, nice. For like, you know, major corporations, different things. But, um, I, I mean, I think, like, that's what I'm saying, like, we were talking before, is like the mediums of comedy. Um, I think, yeah, Oliver is definitely viable. And, you know, you have like major comedians who can't do what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean, but I think the problem is like a lot of these, the social media comedians, whatever, how you want to label them. We need a term for them. <laughs> yeah, like they come and, uh, and they may be talking to their followers online and like, it seems like they're doing stand up or whatever, but it's not. But then when they do, they go in front of a stage, or whatever, and they try to like build themselves as a stand up comedian. Um, well, yeah, that's a whole different art form. Yeah, they get up there and let them get booed or like you know that people are like well, they're not that funny right. or whatever or like their followers just like them because they're them. Mm -hmm. You know, and then um, you know I think that that's just a weird tone. And then also like a big thing is um, a lot of those people are like still material. It's like you know you've been like I made I've had like Facebook posts I wrote out. I've seen um, some of the more popular uh, whatever. Instagrammers or whatever. Let's call her so me comics. <laughs> like social media comics. So me. Yeah, social media thieves. <laughs> so like, what they like took my like status verbatim and was like talking. I was like, somebody tagged me. And I was like, what? Uh -uh. You know, and people like are stealing like other people's standard material. And like, cause when you're on the internet, like, you know, say I do a joke at a show and then somebody makes a meme out of it. Right. Like, who knows where that came from? Mm -hmm. But that was my joke, whatever. Right. And like people just then they can take stuff. I mean, but there's stuff in like stand-up comedians also. Right. Um, but you know, now it goes, you know, whereas like, you know, a thousand people might hear like millions of people hear it and then they think it's this person. Right, and you're like, I love me. And like there was one of the famous dudes, like he was just all he would do was like steal other people's memes and uh, funny stuff and then re redo it or just post it as him. And then he was getting famous off of that and then people were having problems. But I think that's like probably the biggest thing, but yeah, I mean, I think in the in the true essence of it, all of it's viable. Um, but the th thing is, like, everybody can do everything. Right. You know, like they're like major great stand comedians who suck at like being on like vines or yeah, like or, can't or do doing, like yeah. some commentary stuff, and it's like, what are they doing? <laughs> but then when they're on stage, it's like a whole different element. Or you know, like again, like they're on a, t a TV show or a movie. But then you know, so I mean. I think they're different lines for everybody, but if you can cultivate each lane, you know, properly, whatever, and like know how to do it, then like, what's it's the problem? Not, yeah. Have you? Have you? You've said you've had your jokes, so how do you deal with that? Like, you get your goons. Can't <laughs> <laughs> talk about that one. Right. <laughs> I'm from Southeast, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got your goons, squad, right? 
Take my scarf off, like it don't just Hold my scarf. Yeah, um, I know it's weird. Like the actually, like I was doing a, a big audition for like this TV show. Like one of the hosts of this thing stole. Like he became a friend of this. Was, I think MySpace was like about to fall off, but I was on MySpace. And I, right. Remember, I posted my first joke on there, uh, a bit, or whatever. And then like after comedy, well, and you only get like two minutes. Well, I was I was very new in comedy too, so like you get two minutes to do like a, a routine, blah blah. So you know you practice, make sure you get. If you go over, they're gonna like cut you. Right. right. And, like he's closing his a, a hosting thing. He does my joke to close out. Huh? And I was like, oh man, I was gonna kill him. I was like, man, you know, I was like, that was my overcoming like, that was right. my bit, or whatever. So I had to try to create something up and like make sure it worked on the time or whatever. Uh, but. Um, what do people do when they do that? They just walk past you like something, <laughs> Like after I steal your joke, like, and I just walk past, am I like nervous? Like, can you tell? Do they know that they did that? Yeah, they oh, obviously they know. They took your joke. Cause I mean, there's some things like a lot of people talk about similar topics, uh, but there's some things that yeah. are, like are personal or. Um, oh no! You know you you created. Like, yeah, we haven't like, I, I haven't heard nobody say none of that stuff before, and um, we're talking about that topic. So like, I knew it was pretty original, and um, yeah. So, and so, but then like again, like I try not to worry about it too much because like at the same time, you know, I believe in my skills and abilities. So, like I can create something else, mm -hmm. and, yes. or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just um, it's, hard. it's rough in these streets. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause you can't even if they do take it, they can't do it like you, you know. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who, who do that stuff, but um, I don't know. We'll we'll pray for them. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're gonna play a game, Tommy. A game I created called Trash or Treasure. Okay, are there prizes to this game? Or um, you will win gummy bears. Uh, so you can. <laughs> Bacon gummy yeah, bears. Yeah, where's the crash or the, the uh, oh. <laughs> I got, got bacon bears? Bacon bears. We can wrap, but I got turkey bacon, so I'm gonna oh, take no. a little bacon in the house. The turkey bacon. The prize you win will be a seat in the Tickle Me Tuesday Hall of Fame. Which you're gonna have anyway, so you win already. <laughs> so just play along. <laughs> okay. okay, so the point of this game is based on the phrase. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Okay? Okay. Number one. Trash your treasure, Tommy. You're driving. Wait, wait, wait. I need, I need a moment. Let me <laughs> Ready? Let's go. You're walking down the road after having not having a car for five years. You see a man on the side. You tell my life story right now? <laughs> Five years. You see a man on the side of the road at his wit's end with a 2018 Maserati. And you're like, hey man, you need some help? And he's just like, I just had it up to here with this car. Look man, let me just tell you. This car requires maintenance on the axle every month at the tune of $250. I'm done with this car. I got an Uber coming to get me now. You can have it. Trash or treasure? Treasure. He's gonna give it to me? But you still have that $250 a month axle repair that you have to pay for every month. That's cool. I'll just take it to the chop shop. So the first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number one treasure. Sean, what do you say? I said trash. <laughs> <laughs> he's, not, he's not coming out $250 for a free Maserati. 
Yeah, you get it repaired. I know people in the hood. Mom's rides from duct tape. Keep that big in the back. Every time they go duct, you be like, hey, Clyde. Get him out the trunk, hook up the axle. Now we on. Okay. Number two, Lola. Carmelo Anthony's soon to be ex wife. Mm -hmm. Trash or treasure? She got a good career. She got movies. She was. <laughs> Carmelo kicked her to the curb, so that's his trash. No, I think she kicked him to the curb. But, I mean, I can never call her trash. She would always be a treasure, right? <laughs> a beautiful black queen. All black queens are treasures out there. You know, so that, that's, that's a no brainer. Okay, so two treasures. Sean, treasure? Treasure. Okay. For sure. She was in carry out too. Number three, Halle Berry. You know she she can't keep keep them around too long. So to some of those men, to Eric Benet, she was trash. To Eric Benet, sorry, Ginger doing shit. To to Eric Benet, she was trash. Mm -hmm. To you. See, I can't call a a a. A woman trash. I think you're like setting me up. So, just off, off the two choices, I have to go with treasure. Do I think she's dateable? No, I think she probably got some crazy. Okay, so not trash. Maybe like, what do you call it? Like rec reckless? Think it's a recreational. What do you call it? Like, use or uh, just you know things you don't need. So we we'll, don't have to call them trash. You can say this is something that I don't need. I don't want anymore. Or this is a treasure I'm gonna keep. Uh, Halloween. I, I probably pass <laughs> yeah. on dating her. I think that'll be a, a okay. Yeah, that's it. You're still safe. What about Lala? Lala, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Little college trial, Lala. <laughs> okay. Enough about the ladies. This is giving <laughs> you too much pressure. See sweat beads forming on your forehead. Okay. You Let's come. Oh, that's, that's coconut oil, okay. You come across a warehouse studio space fully, <laughs> this is almost funny, fully loaded with state-of-the-art equipment. These are like real paragraph questions. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want you to really decide. This is on the SAT. Right, these are SAT questions. It's because of word problems for uh, game show. Because <laughs> I really want you to just be a part of it, okay? Warehouse studio, state-of-the-art equipment. Okay. Video production, digital, all the latest things, everything you need, Tommy. But it has an electrical wiring problem. So that means that nothing needs to be fixed, but just randomly, mid-production, the shit will just jump, shut down. And then you have to restart and do everything that you started on that day. <laughs> you have to start from scratch. This electrical problem, so mind you, you don't know when it's gonna happen. It could happen once every two weeks, but then it could happen once every three months. But you still have access to all this state-of-the-art equipment at your, at your fingertips. Trash or treasure? <laughs> Do you have writers to help you write these out? <laughs> I think that question is trash. <laughs> Please are better questions. Make the questions great again. <laughs> like, how about like if you had that studio, right, and it could be like ten minutes in, and it 
and everything and that you do. All your data wipes out? Yeah, all your data wipes out. <laughs> like, why would I want that? <laughs> because you could go three months. The entire studio is it's yours. It's like huge. There's just that one chance. And I got workers there. <laughs> and there, nobody knows how to fix this problem. No. <laughs> so every, everything wipes out. Yeah, everything. <laughs> it's just, well, it's just that happens randomly. Mm-hmm. So it could be like three years and you'd be like, oh my God, we made all this shit. And then we're going to start something new. Boom. Three years worth of shit. <laughs> God, no. No, just that thing. <laughs> this question. <laughs> Um, trash or trash? I'm gonna trash, trash that one. Trash? Okay, you would do it. Sean, would you do it? I wouldn't do it, but I mean, it's like everything. Everything. Everything you it's ever a, can eat. All types of backup cameras. It's a Tyler Perry song. I was saying, hell, backup But there is the off chance that this shit might wipe your whole day's workout. I'm gonna go ahead and pass it. Okay, last thing, you roll up on a mysterious bag. You open this bag. $300,000 in cash. Nobody's around, you don't see anybody. (laughs) There's not like a gun or any drugs in the bag, it's just a bag. $300,000. Does that count it? <laughs> I don't know, so it's a note on top. <laughs> this is three hundred thousand dollars cash. Pencil? It's a uh, needle point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on a uh, cardstock paper? Yeah. No, it's just like a doily, just mm-hmm. resting. Like you're welcome. It also says you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Treasure, treasure. Treasure. Exactly. You found a freaking treasure. That literally would be the one instance where you found a treasure diamond. <laughs> like, like pirates, they look in and it's like money and nobody's around and you can go. But once you take it, then goons will come find you because that's what always happens when you find large bags of money. <laughs> right, Sean? Okay, is there anything else we wish to address today, Tommy? Thank you for playing Trash or Treasure. You win. Guess what you win? Nothing. I get to try. I get to take your trash out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get to take my trash out when you leave. Uh, Thanks. Ooh, <laughs> I do want to take a moment before we wrap and invite you. Yes, this is Layla. She's um, my alter ego. I wear this wig sometimes, so if you see it, don't say anything, okay? You're gonna be like Layla. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> that's that's Layla. Okay. I want to induct you into the Tickle Me Tuesdays Cafe Nemo Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you. Once we get this up and running, there's going to be a plaque with gold nameplates. <laughs> Yours will be there. You were there, and people listening, you hear me talk about Tickle Me Tuesdays, um, and I will have some of my friends who were there with me, um, as Tommy described, that created the landscape for DC comedy. And comedy now all over because it's a lot of people that are not in DC anymore that are doing big things like yourself. And you didn't have to come here and share this time with us. And I appreciate it. Trash. Is that still a treasure? You call it by induction? Trash? Now I see. I thought you ain't called black people trash. <laughs> Start going off. No, I'm honored. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. Um, also, you know, if you guys need to find out anything that Tommy's doing, 
He can tell us now. What do you what you got coming up? Um, we have our Almost Ladies Night Comedy Series, uh, the Comedy Soiree, as it's called. Uh, oh, nice. Coming up, you can check out almostladiesnight.com or just go on tomatojunior.com for uh, more information. Uh, also, on Instagram, all this stuff, tomatojunior. Yeah. Um, what else we got coming up? I, I have some, be in New York, I'll be in Chicago this weekend. Um, got a bunch, actually, I have a whole, this is, I don't know what to date the show. Well, I mean, I'll, they probably won't be out for evening. But I have, uh, this week I have um, a bunch of shows all dedicated for the veterans. Oh, nice! And we're uh, all the proceeds, well, part partial proceeds go to the Wounded Warriors Project. So oh, I'm excited to be a part of that. And uh, um, yeah, so a lot of good stuff going on. What's going on in Chicago? Where are you going to Chicago? Turn up! No, we're not be performing. Um, and uh, yeah. where? You know where? All over. Um, be at the uh, Second City also. One day I might send some folks down your way. You know that's my home. Yeah. Shot time. You're gonna be in Sex City one day? I'm about to end uh, Saturday and then I'm uh, with this video of Kanye up there. You're right. You're gonna be jiggling his stomach like, lose weight! <laughs> well, Mr. Oh, Kanye, he's in here, I know it! Jiggling his belly fat. <laughs> that's not funny. Sorry, Kanye. All right, Tommy, thank you for coming on the Super Puppy Podcast. It has been my pleasure having you. Please come back if you have time. You're just like Mr. World Traveler, so I'm glad you could squeeze in a drop of time for us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Before you whisk off to Abu Dhabi or somewhere, right? Thank you. Thank Layla. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank all the trash and treasures. <laughs> the good. trash and unwanted objects. Treasures. The treasures and unwanted objects. Okay, Sean, you ready to wrap this thing up? Yes. I wish I got back to your little sexy music. No, 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 no. Don't nobody need to know about it. So I'm doing a little bit. That is private business, Tommy. Okay? Super Private Podcast, and we're out. Peace. Deuces. Right before your stomach growls. My stomach is method. <laughs> right, like, ow, I'm out. Chicago Sam, coming with the wind. Super Puppy, Super Puppy Podcast, Super Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Super Puppy Podcast, the best. This is Super Podcast, Puppy Podcast, the best podcast. Super Puppy Podcast, bust your shots in your ass, Super Puppy Podcast, don't sleep, y'all.